Check one, two, what's happening, what's good? Welcome to another episode of Two Tones. It's your host, Tony Timberlake. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter. You can also follow the show, Two Tones, on Twitter. The number two, the word two tones, that's the number two, T-W-O-T-O-N-E-S. And on Instagram, you can follow us at Two Tones Podcast, all one word. My co-host is here. What's happening? What's good? Tony Lee, T-O-N-Y-L-E-E. Find me on Twitter. Like he said, follow the podcast on uh, Instagram. We got like 16 followers now. We're trying to start from the bottom. Um, and follow the Twitter account, man. The Twitter account was really live uh, when we talked about the producer tags um, Word. on account the other day. So follow that, man. But I'm Tony Lee. I'm here, man. Tony, what's good? Yeah? I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. I'm um, just uh, enjoying a lot of... Uh well, not even a lot of, but one of the best um, miniseries that's going on right now, if you have not been watching, The People mm-hmm. vs. O.J. Simpson. Yo, yeah, I heard about that. This joint is A1. Like, they yeah. they doing the daggone thing, man. Like, they killing it. That's shout Netflix, out, right? Shout out. Uh, no, it's on uh, FX. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't watch TV no more. It's so uh, Tuesday nights on FX. But, man, like, you know the American Horror Story? Series yeah, they have. Yeah. This is the mm-hmm. American Crime Story series, and this is the first one. Is the People versus O.J. Simpson. So uh, I guess wow. the premise is they're going to do high-profile uh, court cases uh, and reenact the entirety of the court uh, proceedings, which I think is dope. Dope. Yeah, that's dope, man. I heard a lot about it, but I don't watch TV personally. Maybe man. from Netflix, I would catch it, but dude. I mean, so. I got I, mean, I got the joint DVR and I don't delete them. Like I'm keeping them on the DVR just cause, like it's yeah. that lit. Man, listen, I don't watch television much, but I do go back on YouTube and catch certain things. Mm-hmm. And speaking of certain things, you know, I quote Chris Rock's monologue. Let's talk about at, these Oscars. At the Oscars, man. All right, so let's. So as we all know, that, it's been a huge controversy about the Oscars. Oscars so white. Um, mm-hmm. No black nominees. Um, the one black film, quote unquote, that had a nominee was Creed, and it was for Sylvester Stallone, not Michael right. B. Jordan, not mm-hmm. Ryan Coogler. Um, oh, I'm sorry, that wasn't the only one, because Straight Out of Compton's straight writers, Compton. yeah, say Straight Out of yeah. Compton's writers who were white got Oscar nominations, but the film and the actors uh, did not, including Paul Giamatti. Um, mm-hmm. So, of course, Twitter's been in an uproar for the last like month and a half, two months, uh, just I waiting to see, white. just waiting to yeah. see what, um, what Chris were, what Chris Rock would say in his words, uh, yeah. to the Oscar audience. Man. Yeah. And you know, everybody wanted him to go in all rah, rah mm-hmm. style, whatever, and go in on, you know, the Oscars and white people. And Chris Rock showed up as Chris Rock. Yeah. Chris Rock did what Chris Rock does. Absolutely. Like, like he he obviously he addressed the elephant in the room, which was the racism in Hollywood and the non-black nominees, and but he also talked to us as a people. Like, listen, what are we doing? Like, celebrate your own. And he, like I said, he had some standout jokes too. A lot of people made it seem like really worse than it actually was. It wasn't bad at all, in my opinion, because I caught yeah. it. Like I said on YouTube, because I mean, it live. honestly, with some of his jokes, if you laugh, like you might laugh at. The absurdity of it, but if you really took a hearty laugh to some of these jokes, it shows how you feel about certain topics. Like right. when he, he had, talked about, you know, 
black people didn't used to boycott the Oscars because we had more important mm-hmm. stuff. When you get yeah. when you busy getting raped and lynched, you ain't worried about who won best short feature film or whatever. Um, right. You know, he made a, yeah. a quote unquote lynching joke, which I mean, <sighs> grandmother swinging from the tree. Yeah, like, <laughs> like but but it wasn't. Are- he wasn't saying that to mean that lynching is a joke. He's saying it to say that boycotting the Oscars is the joke in comparison. Right, like, like when there's, there's worse things going on. And I mm-hmm. mean, honestly, if he wanted to keep it funky, he could have said a lot more about what's actually going on in the world on an everyday basis right now. He didn't even have to go back to the 50s and 60s and say, you know, we used to boycott things that were more important or, you know, fight for things that were more important. And, I, and that's not to say that we are not fighting for important things now because obviously mm-hmm. we are black lives matter has been you know the right, the, right. the unstoppable train of the last year and a half two years um and it's a lightning ride listen man like that's that's what that's what i always say propaganda is a killer because i i didn't see it live so i've seen the tweets the next day where the people saying you did us bad he he, he bombed us he talking about jada you know tyree's calling breakfast club why are you talking about jada but i'm like hold on then i'm like let me listen to this for myself let me watch it i'm like yeah. what are they talking about like yeah. so it's crazy like i get jada pickett stand, stood up for a man stood up for black people quote unquote as a whole you know and did this but will was like i'm not will rock it was a funny joke he said <laughs> he was like Jada Pickett Smith being mad at the Oscars boycott the Oscars it's like me boycott Rihanna's panties I was never invited like it's yeah. like a Chris Brown line like how you hate from outside the club you can even get in but that wasn't her premise like she didn't care about being invited she was talking about the nominees itself right but the joke was funny right mm. but like I Hilarious. get it. people gotta learn to yeah people gotta learn to laugh sometimes I get it it was a sensitive issue it's about black people and inequality Right, but then people might say, "Well, your man didn't get nominated, so you doing this for your man, or you doing this for the people?" Right, but that's yeah. what people like. Tyrese was like, "Oh man, you know what black people doing? You shouldn't joke about that. We standing up for something great." But he, Chris Rock, did what Chris Rock does. He joked about it, but then he brought awareness to it. Like towards the end, he said, yeah. "We want equal opportunity. Absolutely. Black people, white people." That's exactly like, even... what I was going to say. Like, if you exactly. if you watch through that entire monologue and all you got was, "Oh, he's shaming black he people." He hates Jada Pinkett Smith or anybody that has boycotted where he thinks that the boycott was stupid. You missed the point. The point wasn't that. He was making the point to say, yes, we're boycotting because, well, not we, but yes, most of black Hollywood has boycotted because, look, the opportunities just aren't the same. Like, honestly, think about it. Um, How many black actors could you name right now that are considered quote unquote box office draws. You got Will Smith, Denzel. I don't even know that Morgan Freeman is a box office draw, man. Like uh, Well his voice is. His voice is when he's narrating. Uh, so <laughs> his voice to get off. But I mean but, when is think about it. When I say box office draw, I mean like that's the main character. Morgan Freeman is no longer and hasn't been okay, for a right, while right. the main driving force behind a movie. Jamie? Mm. Jamie could be. He, he, he could right? be. He's he he's be. on the fringe. Yeah. Um, um. So you got them, and then the Rock. Halle Berry. No. We talking. I mean, she had that. No. Phone. And that's not. That's not even. I'm not even throwing shots at Tyler because Tyler does his own thing. 
but Tyler has his own production studio. So no, nigga, can... I said Holly Berry. Holly. Oh, oh, Holly. I thought you said Tyler Perry. <laughs> I ain't talking about Madea. No, like that's like in the category of Kevin Hart in this little goofy Yo, movies. Like, but Kevin Hart is one that's getting on that level to where he can be the the draw for the movie. No, he he is, but we talking about right more now. Like, he's still like a one A one B guy. So like, yeah, he's the they don't take him seriously either. But, like, com- they should, but. His type of movies, it's like, oh, that's not really Academy Award worthy. Yeah, it's no. like some laugh giggle, and yeah. it should be taken seriously. But it's Kevin Hart; they're not taking that serious as like Will Smith or they yeah, should no. or Denzel. It's just a different, you know, um, level we're talking about. But like I said, Chris Rock addressed the issue in the room. He wasn't shading Jada and Will. He he does what he he did what he does. Like I was crying though, cause he even addressed gender issues. He was like, "Why is there an actress and an actor?" category like you're telling me a man or a woman they can be put in the same category when it comes to acting it's not track and field it's not like when there's physically like a difference why can't men and women be in the same category when it comes to acting just yeah. one award this is true like he made a and he, he addressed gender issues he addressed race but I mean, issues if, and you, my, if you do that if you do that then you could say the same thing with the grammys and the best r&b or best don't they do best female or no does the Grammys no, do that? I, no, no, I don't think they do that anymore. No, they okay. Don't do that. A lot of award shows still do though. Best yeah, male R and B singer, man. best female pop, best I, male pop. Yeah, I get it, but for the like, if it was basketball or football, of course, there's a physical difference. Of course, you got to do male female sports because it's just but to be with dominant. the arts, it's an even playing field. At least exactly. it should be. Now exactly. it's an even playing field in terms of skill, but it's not necessarily an even playing field in terms of funding visibility, and that's what. I think Chris Rock was talking about most when he was talking yeah. about opportunity. And I remember Marlon Wayans even saying something similar. He was like, you know, my movies are not going to win anything in the Academy. And we know that. Haunted House 2 is not... <laughs> if Fifty Shades of Black is not... <laughs> not because win. you're black, it's because they're no, trash. But, um. <laughs> no, it's, but it's not that. It's not even that. He's, he's, he said... He said <laughs> you stupid. He said, you know, there are certain things that the Academy looks Them, for... He said there are certain things that the Academy looks for in film that it there's a certain budget it takes to do that. Right. It no, was like a- when you look at The Revenant, a movie like The Revenant, shout out to Leo DiCaprio finally getting his first Oscar. Finally. They, shout out to Leo, man. Man, he should have got one for freaking uh, Wolf on Wall Street. <laughs> yeah. Like, I've never seen that movie yet. I've just seen the part he danced, so he should have oh, got one for that. Oh, yeah. but You got to check that out. But, um, I ain't see it yet, man. I ain't a movie buff. I'm a music dude, but I'll check it out. But, you know, you have a movie like that where you see a lot of scenic uh, landscapes and aerial shots. Yeah. Like, the stuff, the cinematography things. Right, right. The black films don't have a budget to do the same thing. Right. He he said the same, like, he was Mm -hmm. like, man, you get a movie like that, they get $120 million for the budget. Like, like this Gods of of Egypt movie that just flopped, $140 Mm -hmm. million to film it. It was like, you know, they get 120 to $150 million of a budget and they get three months to make it. He said, my film might get $20 million in three weeks and we got to get it done. Yeah, it's a so different playing field. It's just it, the it, incubation process is not the same. So you're not going to get anything near the same level of result. Yeah, man, it's... It's different. It goes beyond movies. It goes beyond communities. It goes beyond but music. But honestly, it, all... Like, Yes, there's a, a element of racism to that, but there's also 
you know, an economic, um, an economic eye to these things. Okay, if you, like if you believe that black people don't sell movies, if you believe that Kevin Hart can't sell, you know, a comedy movie on his own, then of course you're not going to put a lot of money into that. Mm-hmm. Of course not. Why would you pour yeah, but- money into something you think you won't get that same, a, a huge return on? Right. But in the same token, I don't know why they thought uh, these movies of the Egyptian guys full of white people or Noah mm-hmm. full of white people. <laughs> We're going to appeal to like a, <laughs> yeah. on an international scale to people of color, which the world is really dominated by. It's like, hold on, we know the story. What are you doing? <laughs> like, America is just going to America. And, yeah, but Chris Rock did his thing. I enjoyed the night. My Actually... One joke I forgot he said. He was like, <laughs> he said, Rocky, we had a black Rocky this year. You know what I mean? Shout out to Creed. Yeah. Um, he was like, Rocky. Rocky he said Rocky crazy lives movie, in right? a science fiction world. Yeah, he said, Rocky is in a world of his own, right? It's science fiction because you got a, a white athlete better than a white athlete better than the black people at what they do. It's like Star Wars is more real than that. Something like that. It was just really funny, man. So Chris yeah. Rock killed one of my favorite comedians. That was really funny. And I He's one of those comedians. Uh-huh. You said uh, what? No, I was just gonna say I'd love to see him and Dave Chappelle do uh, that Watch the Throne esque uh, tour. That would be what's up. That would have been fun. That that would be fun. Because they and, talked about it when Watch the Throne came out with Jay and Kanye. They was like, "Yo, we we should do that." They should. Yeah. They very much they should. So should. They Two of my favorite comedians, like Absolutely. Chris Rock is. Chris Rock is one of those comedians you don't understand until you get older. Like yeah. you think he's you were young, you think he's corny. He what? I'm like you grow up. You're like this dude is not only really Brilliant. funny. He's real, exactly, really insightful, really brilliant, and a lot of comedians Yo, are that way. Like I'll say this: for me, when I got put on the Dave Chappelle, it was around the same time Chappelle show was running, but mm-hmm. I came across his specials, uh, "Killing Them Softly," and then "For What It's Worth." Classic. Um, "Killing Brother. Me Softly" was the one I saw first, and I thought it was absolutely hilarious, but I didn't get it. Then I saw mm-hmm. it again, like maybe three or four years later, and it was it. like I was like, "Yo." This dude is a that, genius. Like that's this how... has political commentary in it, but he's yeah. like that's why I would rank Dave Chappelle above Chris Rock in my personal ranking of comedians. But Chappelle up there for me too, top five. Easy. Absolutely, Chappelle, Rock. Chappelle top... is my favorite and probably top three in my best list. Yeah, I gotta. Yeah, then you got a stand up list. You got a movie list. You got an actual. Oh, I'm just like, talking stand up for this. Oh, stand up. Okay, okay, stand up. Yeah. Okay, I respect that. Yeah, it's yeah. But enough about Chris Rock, man. That was the yeah, <laughs> that was about, that. We, enough about that. Enough about Jada. But um <laughs> yeah, man. Another guy killing it. N- not on an uh Oscar stage, but definitely but on, on an uh, NBA front. stage. Definitely, Anywhere inside man. a half court is cash. <laughs> Steph Bruh. Curry, man. Did you watch that game live Saturday night against OKC? Yes, I caught the last two quarters live. Oh my god, man! Like in a loss. <laughs> I'm telling you, dog. Like, yeah. All right. So at the Yo. end of regulation, when Kevin Durant threw that crazy pass towards half court, and Draymond <laughs> saved it to Clay, he kicks it over to Andre. Andre pump fakes and draws the foul. I'm like, all right, and Andre. Both. I'm like, Iguodala's about to hit both these free throws, and they're going to overtime, and he does it. Bruh. Then they go to overtime, and I'm watching Steph like he gets a half a sliver of a step. Like if you take one step in the wrong direction, he's firing on you. Yeah, you can't give him nothing. You can't give him like anything. you cannot make any mental mistakes with Steph Curry. Um, Man. yo, and, and so just, this 
entire fourth quarter and overtime, I'm seeing this dude catch. Like, he's running full speed to his right. The pass comes. Well, yeah, full speed to his right, passes off to his left. So, you got to come back slightly to get it. So, he's off balance. He's just flicking it in his cash. And I'm like, yo, this dude is ridiculous. Yeah, and towards the end, you know, like five seconds on the clock, four seconds, whatever. He runs up. Not even. Yo, and here's the thing. They had a timeout. They didn't. Need, they, that's how disrespectful that is. He got a they rebound. Had they had five time, seconds. He could have caught the out. timeout without dribbling the ball. They advanced it to half court. You can run a nice little play. You can run some time off the clock, get you a Yo. good shot, and maybe have a chance at a tip in if it misses. This dude is so disrespectful. He caught the rebound. Bro. Dribbles up one side of the court. Not even far from half court. I don't Not know even why too far any from defender. I don't know why any defender. If Steph Curry has the ball, and he's coming up the court, there's no reason to backpedal at all. You man. stand but, there. Do not backpedal at all. But Andre Roberson takes the steps back, and he realizes, "Oh my God, this is Steph Curry." Steph starts to pull up. He starts moving back towards Steph. Steph fires from like 42 feet. Yeah, he's not at too the far from R half court. in the Thunder logo. Yeah, he was in a logo. Dog, <laughs> he shot from the Thunder logo. Dog, like, there are who screenshots. Does that? There are screenshots. Yeah, I've seen and it. The ball I've is in it, his man. hand. There are fans. The circles are on like seven fans. Their hands are on their heads. Like, oh my god, we lost. Like already, he ain't even shoot yet. It's still in his yeah. hand. You know how confident you gotta be the to ball, have five seconds on the clock dog, with a timeout to dog, shoot from half court. Dog, the ball, the ball is traveling towards the rim. It didn't even. It might have just got past the free throw line. I see Ennis Cantor's hands just drop like oh, niggas just got at the left. Like not niggas again. got at the left while the ball was in the air. Like yo, <laughs> like it, it, it's what yeah, do you, what do you do Steph, with that? And I mean honestly, and this is why, and this goes to a larger conversation about just NBA. But I'm gonna do it right now. This goes this to is, Oscar Robinson. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but, but I'm going. I'm going in a different direction. I'm going to Greg Popovich. When the Spurs lost to the Warriors earlier this year by 30, he sat mm-hmm. Tim Duncan. The next three, they had like three games left against San Antonio this season, yeah, yeah. I believe. Yeah, they Each of yeah. those games, somebody who was important to the Spurs will not play in that game. Tony Parker is not going to play one. Kawhi is probably not going to play one. Lamarcus is probably not going to play one. Yeah. So mentally, you can always say, as bad as that was, we weren't at full strength. We lost mm-hmm. by 30, but Tim Duncan didn't play. We know that if Tim plays, the game is slower because we have a post presence. Right. And we're going to exploit that. We have a size presence. We make mm-hmm. Golden State play bigger when we slow the game down. There's no way Draymond Green should be checking Tim Duncan. You know what I mean? Like, you always yeah, have yeah. that in your pocket to pull out, like, okay, y'all beat us, but. Y'all beat us, but the Thunder don't have that. The Thunder played their best game. The Thunder out-rebounded them by 30. Kevin Durant scored 37 points. Durant killing, hitting threes. Kevin Durant is answering everything that Steph Curry does on the court. Steph Curry hits a three, Kevin Durant hits a three. Steph Curry hits a two, Kevin Durant scores for two. Like, when you have your best player going tit-for-tat with another one and y'all still lose. Man. It's hard, yeah. man. The Warriors. And when you, you think, think they're repeating, man? Huh? You think they're gonna repeat this year? I don't see why not. I don't see who's gonna stop them. Shoot. Outside of outside of the Spurs, I don't see nobody giving them a run. I don't run, see man, the honestly. Spurs stopping them. Honestly, as much as I, I respect Pop for, I don't for know. pulling players, I don't know. I don't, I'm not going. 
in it's a different games, monster in the finals, though, man. Yeah, it's a seven different monster. Games, I don't know, man. It is a different monster, but for it's seven, a different monster, man. But but for seven games, you got to stop Steph and Clay and Draymond, and you got to play double. small. You're gonna have to play small. There's no way they can survive playing seven games, having Lamarcus and Tim both on the floor at the same time for majority stretches of the game. That's not gonna work. Unless they get up big early, that ain't gonna work. They're gonna have to take it. They're gonna have to shut the Warriors down early. And even when you do that, it don't matter because Steph and Clay are gonna still shoot. They don't care. Yeah, they're, they're unconscious. Anywhere, man. They could be 0 for 20 in the first half. They're going to shoot 43s in the second half. Yeah, and like, that's what, and when Oscar Robinson and his comments are like, well, we would have stopped them, we would have defended them. You can't, you're not stopping that. You can't you stop pull, somebody who. You pull them off from court, half court. You ain't stopping court. that, my nigga. Like, Yo, what are you talking saw, about? Back I in the saw, day, we would have stopped them. Like, no, you wouldn't have. Like, <laughs> I saw a stat for Steph Curry that he's shooting like 60 something percent from 28 feet or further. And he's not, it's not like he shot 10 shots. He's like 35 of 53 this year. Like, he's routinely taking these shots. They, what are they? They play like 58 games. So, he's taking like one of these shots every game. So, yo, okay. Is he the greatest shooter? Is that debate over now? The greatest yo, shooter that, ever? that's over. That's over. It's over. It's so over. He better, it's over. Okay. Flip it real quick on his head. Is he better than your boy, AI? No. Let that, uh, that, that's your boy. Let's keep it funky. <laughs> is he better than Allen Iverson? Right, like, right now, like, his offensive diversity is better. But nah, I, I, I can't go there. I can't. Not go all there. around. I think Iverson's the better defender, right? So, yeah. so as an all-around player, I think okay. It's a. Look at you. You having a hard time. You a Philly? He a Sixers no, fan? I you go. Th- no, this is this is why it's a difficult. It's a difficult conversation to have, and this is across any era. You have mm-hmm. different rules in place. Certain things are different. Yeah, yeah. When okay. Allen Iverson first, first got in the league, there was no zone. Mm. You get what I mean? Like it, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like when defenses point. are allowed to switch up philosophies to do things that were current, were previously illegal, mm-hmm. that's, that's when you got to say, like, all right, this dude's an all-time great. Like, Wilt. They invented a shot clock for this dude, cause. Right, right, okay. I what you. what yeah. do you do? You gotta make, you gotta put three in the key for a dude like that because he can just stand there all day. You're not, you're not. Imagine if Shaq got to play with Wilt's rules. Who's moving Shaq? With, with, with no three in the key, Shaq would have like at least sixty all types of records and titles and averaging sixty. And that's no shade to like Wilt or nobody in that era, but when you have that kind of physical dominance in any aspect, whether it's strength, whether it's quickness, agility, whatever that is, like rules change for you. Yeah. And so right now, I don't know what rule can you change for Steph Curry? Like how can you make it tougher on Steph Curry to keep him from shooting threes? What do you bring back to hand check? Would they do that? Yeah, you can't even push the three point line back because he shoot from half court. Like <laughs> exactly, you can't even push like you can't it say okay, like, three pointers are too easy. We have to move them back. That's and if you that. make another line, then he's just gonna start shooting fours. Like he gonna start shooting fours. Like it's like gonna... <laughs> he's already the best four point shooter in the history of the game. They didn't yeah. even a four point shot yet. Yeah, he's definitely the best shooter, man. Steph is on fire, man. The runaway MVP again this year. He's gonna and, repeat, man. And the crazy thing is, man, like. The Warriors did not play 
a good game, for real, for real. Like, you can't get out-rebounded by 30 on a regular basis and win. So to pull yeah, out they, a game like that, a lot if of they games play the Thunder... Close. Recently, yeah. like, a but, lot of their games, but yeah. they're pulling them out. But it, and that's, that shows toughness. Um, it does. But to pull yeah. out a game that you lose rebounding by 30... Like, the Thunder messed that up. Yeah, the Thunder. Like that, yeah, they, you know how many extra possessions that is? Yeah, they... Man. Like, how much more time you have when you get 30 more rebounds? Yo, I remember somebody Somebody said, well, the Warriors are boring to watch right now. They're boring. I get tired of them. No, like, they're not. How? You must not they're watch not. that game. They're not boring to watch. It's boring if you're just looking at box scores, maybe, because you're like, oh, yeah, they, oh they I knew again. they was going to win. Oh, they won again. Oh, they won again. Yeah. But watching but, it? Nah, no way. No way. Like, you can't. Like, Steph is Steph, unbelievable. Yo, and, it, and honestly, like... I kind of wish that some social media platforms were around with, like, Allen Iverson and Michael Jordan. Oh, like, yeah, oh, yeah. Could you imagine the vines of Allen crossing dudes over? Like, Man, could you I imagine the vines of the crazy stuff Jordan was doing? Like, yeah, we see but... the highlight films now, but imagine, remember, you know that layup he hit against the Knicks and then he licked his fingers like this easy? Yeah. Like, imagine mm-hmm. if, if that was a vine, dog. Yeah, man, everything would be different, man. It, it, it'll like, just be... just the disrespect. <laughs> Yo, yeah. and that's another thing. Steph Curry might be the most disrespectful shooter ever. Like, he is. Like, he doesn't look. When the he reason... shoots it, he laughs. He, he, Yo, like, he does laughs. the Bernie. He, he'll like... let the ball go and then turn around while it just left his hand. Like, he'll shoot and, look at and the be bench. turning around. He'll look at the bench, though. He'll... Like, the, o- the, the only more disrespectful thing, I think, is probably, like, Larry Bird. There's this story about Larry Bird in the 80s. They were facing the Atlanta Hawks. Uh-huh. He hit a three, and it was, like, 57. I think I think it was 57. It was, like, either a three or a long two. And he just started counting down to the whole bench, like, counting down from 60. And he hit 60 that game. Yeah, that's like that's disrespectful. And I've heard Michael Jordan's done the same thing to people. I think Steve Smith said it on open court. He said Jordan, yeah, Jordan hit a two and was like forty eight. Came down, hit another one, was forty six. Like that's man. like Steph is probably doing that, dog. Man, Jordan shot with his eyes closed and everything. He's just disrespectful. <laughs> like and Steph, Steph is laughing. The whole team is like Iguodala, Draymond. They all wild. Yeah. Like you do what you want, but you popping. When you on top, <laughs> nah, you when you on top, you gonna do you, man. And. Listen, so shout out to the Warriors. They kill him, man. And you're going to see him definitely. in the finals again, most likely. And man, yeah. What you going to do? What yeah. you going to do to stop it? I just... You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man. So your boy, No Malice. Yes, let's get into this. Yeah, he was in a breakfast club uh, this morning, yesterday, whatever whatever time you're listening. Yeah. And um, yeah, he was interviewed by Charlemagne, Charlemagne, Angelia, Charlemagne. Say his name twice. That mean, must mean he coming my way to ask me something. Come on, do that, Lord. But Charlamagne, Andrew <laughs> Yee, and uh, DJ Envy. Listen, man, Charlamagne responded to me on Twitter. I'm trying, I'm DMing him like, eh, that's something that's going to work out soon, hopefully. <laughs> nah, not like that, but on Okay, I'm not talking about that. But Envy, Yee, and uh, Charlamagne interviewed Namalos in the Breakfast Club, whatever. He was there yesterday morning, if you're listening to this. And um, it was a very insightful, interesting interview. Um, yeah. Yeah. He's formerly of the group Clips with Pusha T, his twin his, brother. They're twins or no? No, they're just brothers. No they're malice brothers. is older. Okay. Yeah, and um and so let's man. let's give the backstory. First, No Malice is um currently on a tour showing his documentary film, The End of Malice, um yeah. which chronicles his life in the industry and his um 
his life now to his life now um as a believer in Jesus Christ um and shows you know how he transitioned out of the right. clips brand into and out of the malice brand into the into no malice no. brand mm-hmm. um and so I, I honestly um when they first announced this I think they announced it like November 2014 that they were doing it and I was it was supposed to come out like soon thereafter like i think they said it was supposed to be coming by like january of 15 and it never came out but i was yeah. like excited i was like yo i really want to see this um i just want to see you know I, I, i'm a documentary guy i like documentaries is he acting in it like is it him no it's a documentary oh that, okay okay I'll yeah a, a so i'm a documentary guy i like i like documentaries um right i'm trying to think what's the last one i watched probably the panther one is the last one that i watched Okay, what about that food joint? You seen that one? I forgot what it was called. Um, with the cows and all that. The Cowspiracy? Yeah, I've seen Cowspiracy. Yeah, it's... Um, a... Check that out. <laughs> They'll make you stop eating meat for one day, and that's it. Then you'll get that's, back to it the next week. Like, yeah. Depends. Depends on it how... Depends. Uh, <laughs> depends on your conviction level. But, um, but yeah, back, to, back to the topic. No Malice is uh, on a tour promoting the uh, screenings. They're having screen a screening tour. Um, yep. So he probably was in New York that day for the screening tour and did hot 97 and the breakfast club. Mm-hmm. And he, um, discussed some things with the breakfast club that were very interesting. Um, what's the first thing that popped out to you? Well, he was very flat footed in his faith. He's very vocal about his faith. Like, yes. obviously he's a Christian. He's changed. God delivered them and saved them. Um, and he was very vocal about it. Like he was vocal about the drugs and the women and pushing weight back then. He's very vocal and unapologetic. That word keeps getting on this podcast. Unapologetic. Unapologetic. I keep saying Angelica. Like, I don't know why it's in my spirit. Maybe that's the girl keep hitting me up, like Angelica. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> nah, but it's like, yo, he's very vocal about his faith, you know. And, um, whereas I don't even see certain, this is not a knock. You do how you do it. Whatever. Don't, I don't, don't do passes. this. Don't do this right now. No, 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 no. I don't see certain, <laughs> I don't even see certain pastors, a Christian artist, quote unquote, that come up there that's as vocal as him. Uh... And you do, no, no, it's, the truth, you know, and you do it, it how is. you do it. You do it how you do it. Listen, everybody has different methods and the way they go about things to each his own, right? Yeah. But he's very vocal about his faith, and he kept his foot on the gas, man. And it wasn't like condemning or like judging people. He's very vocal and like unashamed, like no pun intended. He was like, yo, <laughs> this is me. This is what I do, and I stand here. Like Charlemagne brought one question up. Yeah, how do you get over that, man? Like forgiveness. Forgiveness was a big part of the interview, and Charlemagne has his thing, like, Forgiveness is overrated. That's what Charlemagne says. Like, I, I can't forgive everybody. Some people, I don't got to forgive you. I don't think we, you know, we taught this by society to forgive. And Miles was like, you know, you need forgiveness. You know, and only that, it's, it's not just for the other person. It's for you, you know, and yeah. went on to say how Jesus forgave us, you know, the cross. And, I and he was like, you know, I got to realize and I, you have to realize that how much you need forgiveness. He's like, exactly. you know, we don't, and uh, yo, this, this is where my jaw dropped. He was like, you know, we don't have a black and white problem. We got a sin problem. And I've right, right. heard that before. It's not anything groundbreaking, but just the boldness to say it on that platform. Up there, exactly. Yeah, when you know, it's yeah, not it's said often. Show. It's not said yeah. often, and I, I was just—I just appreciated there, that he said it. Um, and he was like, you know, we got to realize that we need forgiveness. He's like, you could do the best thing in the world, but you know your nastiest and dirtiest thoughts. Yeah, we all need it. And like, yeah. and that's crazy because it was a lot of silence up there when he was talking because they didn't know how to, outside of Charlemagne, it was, they was just like, <laughs> I mean, they didn't that know was what, a, that's kind of a good, 
Never mind. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, it is because honestly speaking, Charlemagne is the one with the most with the sense. best he, questions. Yeah, he act, he acts the craziest, but he's the smartest one up there. Not Yo, to, not to knock. Honestly, them. I want to poll and please y'all y'all respond when y'all hear this part. Do y'all enjoy Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club interviews? No, she she doesn't. What is she? <laughs> She's Yo, you just was like, no, I don't. I don't think about this. Because every time I'm watching one of these joints with the wife, she'd be like, why is Angela even there? Like, what are you asking? Why would you ask that question right there? That don't make sense. She's so, there to bring up the guys, or oh, you have penis pictures. Or, like, she'll bring up weird stuff. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, what position you like? Or, you know, like, you We like, heard you what? was with such and such where you heard that in the from. club with this the other blogs. man. Yeah, you be like, she's there for the gossip. But and Envy, he's an airhead sometimes. Charlamagne, he jokes Yo, and plays a people lot. People be frying Envy on the low. They be like, so they be your name is No Malice. Can you explain to everybody what a No Malice is? Like, Yeah, ex- yeah. <laughs> explain to people what yeah, a very said, special guest is. He said, you go to church. Explain what the church is. Explain like, to people what a church is. They're like, Envy, we, I think we get that. You know, and Charlamagne, he's the brightest one. He acts uh, the craziest, but he's the, actually the most smartest one. He's the most thoughtful, in, uh, introspective one up there. But back to the point we was making. Um... Yeah, I forgot my point. Uh, but was, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. It was a lot of awkward silence for Envy and, uh, and Ye. Ye. And Charlamagne was the one actually engaging him. He does the best interviews to me. That's why I gave him that award on Twitter last yeah. year. He responded to me. Yeah. But um, back to. <laughs> but it was one point he brought about his wife, right? And No Malice was like, "Yo, I cheated on my wife, and she never caught me, but I told her because I was dealing with that and ate me up." And Charlamagne was like, "No, nah, no, nah, brother, listen. You know he always got a joke with I was laughing. I ain't gonna lie, but." <laughs> He was like, you told her? Why you just keep that to yourself? Keep it going. He was like, it was for me, and it was for us, and it made me love her better. Right? And uh, and he said this. He was like, I wouldn't have gotten closer to God without doing it. Exactly. He said, because right? when I told her what I did, and she told me that she was going to forgive me and forget about it, and she don't tag me, it. she don't bring it up, he said, I know that my God is that much greater in his forgiveness. And I'm like, yo, this dude. He, nah, he was up there snapping, like, yo. and, um. Yeah, he was like, yeah, so Charlamagne was going back and forth, and he was like, yeah, you got to forgive, man, because that's Charlamagne's whole thing. He said something about young Metro, like Metro Boom or whatever. Like, <laughs> he was like, I trust in the law. He said, well, young Metro said, you don't trust. Something about shooting. I was crying. Like, but Charlamagne's going to be Charlamagne. He has his good days. Yeah, Charlamagne's got to do, He's he sells the show. He's got to be Charlamagne for the show. He, yeah, he got to please the people. Then he got to get smart every now and then, then act dumb cer- Yo, certain I times. would like them to have that Tommy girl up there, honestly. The, for a longer oh, interview oh, than what she oh. gave Charlemagne, but Tom yeah, La- yeah, Loren. yeah, either yeah. there or Brilliant Idiots, but one of the two. Yeah, shout out to Brilliant Idiots. I, I love them, man. I listen to them too. But um, yeah, man, it was an interesting interview. I didn't see the Hot ninety seven one. Um, I know you've seen it. I'm gonna yeah, check it so, out though. I mean, you want me to talk about it a little bit or? Yeah, you could go ahead. Yeah. Okay, so um, it was a lot of the same um line of questions, but there was some uh different nuggets in there. Um. Mm-hmm. One of the things that Nomal has brought up in the Hot 97 interview, he was like, man, you know, um, when I when I have to, like, look at the dudes that was rolling with us, all the fun that we quote-unquote had, he said the 30 years that they got to do, the 300 months they got to do in prison, it wasn't mm-hmm. worth that. Yeah. And he was like, I believe that there's a calling on my life for me to go right back to where I was delivered from and tell them the rest of the story. He was like, I mm. told y'all one side of it when I was, you know, doing the clips thing, but I got to let you know that it ain't worth that. You know? Right. And so, you know what? 
it was very interesting to me in a breakfast club and he, he brought up Pusha T. He was like, me and Pusha don't talk about music. We don't talk about the industry. We talk about family. Every time we talk, it's never about music. And it was like, do you miss going out there with your brother? You know, Pusha T with Kanye and all that good music. He was like, I'm, you know, I don't miss actually that crowd, like you were saying, that energy, whatever. But I miss him because that's my younger brother. So I want to look after him. I want to make sure he's good on the road. But And yeah. obviously, who, who doesn't miss the money? But it's like, I have a different lifestyle. I have a different path. And it was like, would you ever do an album? Like, Pusha T and you pushing positivity he was like it may happen it may not but i gotta do what i'm called to do and yeah. god can still use me but i'm not i'm flat-footed i'm not going back i'm not you know what i mean doing and all that so this is another thing he said he was like and i really liked how he said it he was mm-hmm. like you know somebody's got to be flat-footed and firm yeah he's like yes. he said I, I do it for my brother because I, I you know i don't think that he has anybody around him like that at least he said this in the hot 97 joint and he was like you know I'm doing it for my sake. And he said, that's why I got to be flat-footed. That's why I got to be, you know, solid yeah. and firm. Because I love that. Because it's for them. They could be counting on me. They may not know they're counting on me to do it, but they are. Yeah, and I think we all can relate to that. Like, you're the only, quote-unquote, Jesus that someone sees, right? You're the only inspiration someone sees, you know? Even outside of a religious aspect. You're the only positivity that someone sees. Like, I may not know anyone personally, right, at work, but because of my character and how I, you know, carry myself and my thoughts and my, the way I respond to certain things, somebody at work may not know me, ever talk to me. But by looking at me, like, yo, that guy really inspires me to, to, to change. And, and it could cause a conversation. Just how you it, how you exactly. act, how you walk, how you conduct your business can, can spark a conversation. Somebody may just come up and ask you, yo, I see that, you know, when you do X, Y, and Z, like you be doing it by the book why like we you know we can get away with that right like you know they don't be tripping on that right yeah, yeah. you know my bo- the boss made that trip but you no know, i don't really just work for the boss i got a i got a boss it's integrity yeah. that, right it's integrity so it's like and we're the only it's, we're the only light some people will ever see and i know that's cliche or whatever but that's the reality it's the truth it's the truth. Your family members, you're the only one in your house, you're the only one at your job. Yeah. You're the only one on Twitter. You could well, be the I, only one in your family. Yeah, you the only one in your bed. Come on, somebody. But <laughs> I cannot. I go. <laughs> you, you the only one in your bed stupid. right now that's full of light. That other person. Is dirty. You should be the only yeah. one in your bed. You the only one in your bed as we speak. Yeah, listen, I don't know what's going on. Listen, God forgives us all. But, but not nah, you the only light. You know, and you that's why no matter who's watching, your son, your daughter, your cousin, your coworker, that young man, that young woman, that older person. I've had a lot of older people come to me and look at me. Yo, you got a lot of you know wisdom or the way you do yeah, this. Man, I really honor kid- that. Shoot the kids in your neighborhood. Exactly. Like, yo, what's up? And they look up to you. And I'm like, yo, I wish I was at your age. I did that. Like, you, you're a great inspiration. And we all fall short. We mm-hmm. all ain't perfect. But your character speaks volumes, man. Your character sometimes speaks louder than anything you can ever say to people, you know. And Absolutely. it's how you carry yourself. It's how you... I pick... I'm big on vibes and, you know, connections, spiritual connections. And it's just how... I know certain people, I never speak to them, but the way they carry themselves, the way they react to certain situations, I just vibe with it and I respect it. You know, I'm like, yo, that's even me. I've been, a, uh, you know, on an opposite end and seen certain people act a certain way and was drawn to it. Like, why, why didn't you do that? And they explained it to me. I'm like, oh, wow, man. You know, yeah. you know, religious when it comes to Christ or just as the person in general, you know? So it's like, I respect that. And it's very important, man. You never know who's watching you, who's going to be that, who's looking for you, looking to you for hope. Right, who's looking at you to be that next person, or you know? So, yeah, definitely. Man, that, that was really important. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Speaking of no malice and malice and hip hop and all that, I got on Twitter um, yesterday, 
today, yeah. whenever you're hearing this. And um, <laughs> I I asked for your favorite hip hop producer tags, or just produce producer tags. Period. DJ tags, producer tags, writer tags, and hip hop. You know, mustard on that beat hole. Metro Boomin going to shoot ya. Whatever. Like, so we got a lot. Of, yo, we got a lot of response. Um, I'm not going to read them at all because it's a lot. It's probably the most traffic we ever got. Shout out to y'all. <laughs> um, but yeah, so me well, and we Tony share some of our favorites. Definitely. Our, our five personal favorites. It's not the greatest. We're not saying it's the best ever. It's our personal five favorites. And then we'll go over like all of them in history, whatever. So I'm going right, to start it off, so man. Let, oh, let's alternate. Let's alternate. Okay. All right. So you um, go ahead. It's Mine's ain't number. It's just five. It's not one to okay. five. So my yeah. first one. Same Yeah, with my me. first one is uh, obviously the Metro Boomin. Like, who does? <laughs> yeah. Metro Boomin. He has. This, the great thing about Metro Boomin, right? He has two tags. He got. Metro Boomin wants some more, nigga. And he has, if Metro doesn't trust you, I'm going to shoot you. Whatever. So, which has been a staple joke for, like, Donald Trump and all types of things on Twitter. Yeah. Speaking of Trump. Oh, God. But, um, Metro Boomin. So, shout out to Metro Boomin, a producer out of Atlanta. Got his buzz last year. Getting really big this year. So, Metro Boomin, for me, that's one of my top five of all time. It's really that great. So, what's yours, man? Word. All right. So, I'm 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 going a little, little is this old school yet? Who kid? DJ Who kid? Who kid? Wow. <laughs> the G unit mixtapes? Yeah, yeah. He's I thought I was kid. the wow. hardest dude in my mind. I ain't really try to act hard, but it, when them G unit tapes came on, you couldn't tell me nothing. I was a freaking G unit soldier. Nah, who kid was that nigga, man? Word, like, nah, who kid was that? Yeah, who kid still out here? I don't know what he's doing now, but I'm um, definitely not working on G unit. But he's definitely still out here, man. Um. <laughs> Word. Yeah, man. Metro booming. My two. This is all time. This is top five. Like yeah. producer, DJ, whatever. Yep. Right. My two is Jalil Beats, man. It sounds like Jungle Beats. Jungle Beats. Holla at me. So <laughs> that you, you know one from the Shmoney, the Smurda, Hot Boy, Hot Nigga, whatever you want to call it. Or some you know Meek, from or some old Meek Mill mixtapes. Old Meek. I'm a boss. Rick Ross. Crocodile Python. Like that Jalil Beats. Holla yeah. at me. You know some crazy bass about to come in when you hear that. You know it's about to be retarded, my nigga. So. That's number two. It's just it sounds like saying jungle though. I thought it was jungle for like two Yo, years. So did I. Then it, I'm like jungle beats. I'll add me. It's just she know it'd be about to slap my nigga. So that's my number two. Well, that's yeah. What about okay. Yours, man? Yo, so um, this one is a little bit old school. The track masters joint. Track masters. Wow. Yo. You going old school today, huh? Yeah. Track masters. <laughs> track masters. Y'all yeah. know what it is. I ain't even got to do it. Yeah, they're not even old school, old school either. But I, I mean, they was getting it cracking in like ninety four, ninety five, man. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm thinking of, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of the, the Dipset producers. Um, oh, yeah, I'm thinking of them. Um, see, shout out Trackmasters, man. Um, my number three is Sway, man. Sway on the track, y'all know Sway. We interviewed him on the show. Shout out to the like, boy Sway. He actually does all of our intro music. His his producer tag is like one of the best ever because he uses a skit from um, Coming to America. Yes. You know, um, the, when they were sexual chocolate, when they was on stage singing or whatever. I like to introduce Randy y'all. Randy Watson. Yeah. <laughs> chocolate, chocolate. Like, like, and he throws his name and then suede on the track and it drops. Like, that was genius. But lately yeah. he's been like just using suede on the track maybe because copyright issues. I don't know. But suede, that was genius. Like, that was one of the greatest tags I've ever heard. Like, suede has one of the best tags. I'm not saying that because that's my dude. Like, but that tag is amazing. Like, yeah, y'all need a reference. Y'all need a reference. I'll send it to y'all. Like, that tag is like genius. So, um, yeah, yeah man. What's your third? 
All right, so I'm going with Cardiac. Wow. Hip-hop producer. You probably heard his flat line on some beats. Um, I know he's yeah. worked with Joe Button a lot. You go um, real left field with these, but yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I, this is my favorite. This is <laughs> no, no, I know, I know, I know. It's, it's all yours, favorite. man. It's all yours, my dude. All I thought right. you were going to say Pajam, but yeah. All right, that's a wrap. <laughs> Pajam, j Moss, I'm like, stop. Yo, uh-huh. hold on, quick question. Does the raindrop count as a R. Kelly drop? Goodbye, man. Like, like, <laughs> rain, yeah, he, he he definitely had between him and Timberland. I don't know who had the craziest sound effects in the music. Timberland had like Indian gypsies and birds Yo, and R. Kelly like, really had the raindrop in most of his songs for like ten years. And he's yeah. still and I'm pretty sure he's going to use it continually in this trapped in the closet thing whenever some more of those come out. God no. Um. <laughs> so yeah, my four. Okay. Uh. I said, hold on. Okay, yeah. Flex bomb. That time on a DJ, it's the most annoying, but it's probably the also but it's most. The, it's the most legendary. classic. Yeah, I would say flex bomb, but Drake just said tell Clue to drop a bomb on it. So I don't know who that belongs to actually. <laughs> drop one of Clue's bombs, maybe. Drop one of Flex's bombs, but we know it's a flex bomb classically. So that yeah. flex bomb, he would play it a hundred times before the song is even at ten seconds. But listen, yo. <laughs> Yeah, he plays it too much, but I love that flex bomb. So that's my four, man. That's the flex, suede, Jalil, and Metro. So All what's right. up with you? So this one, I'm a little, I'm a little confused with, cause okay. it's a group, but it also it might be the producer, so I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. But this social club's set of drops, the social the club, drops? social club, their set of drops. Social Club oh. is the best. That's so political. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, that's so okay. So that's so political is uh D Flow. Uh, okay, I think. Yeah, you know, I don't know. That's his name. He goes by his real name. Um, but he produced that. That's so political. That's his tag. But oh, okay. that Social Club is the best. Is that drop tag. was hard. Like I love that drop. Very yeah. arrogant and prideful as a Christian, but I love it. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> Very arrogant, prideful, and ungodly, but I loved it. No, but uh, seriously, um. <laughs> Yeah, that social club is the best was hard, man. I remember a social club. I had my little social club run for like a year with the music. Then I grew up and I was like, yeah. Like, no, not like that. But <laughs> some some youth group is enjoying it somewhere. But I personally, oh, man, nah, social club they slap. Some of these still slap, rock whatever. with Summer of George though. Oh yeah, Summer of George is probably their best project. It's not even probably that is their best project. Um, yeah. yeah, they hit they ceiling to me musically. It's like you know what you're getting. Like I. Yeah, you, you just know. You just know. Like Social Club is cool in certain instances, but not like I'm not slapping them every day. But they got some joints, man. Yeah. I like Fern. Fern. The, okay, I ain't about to go into this whole. Shout out to Mario. He mad funny. I love his uh, talking Hilarious, and his dog. songs. That should be a drop. His personal talking. Yo, I'm, I got a, I got a bad roll, bad be, roll born yo, in the studio. He'd be like, I got to hang now. I'm about to cut it, but let's just roll it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Then everybody else started doing. It. I'm like, stop trying to steal Marty swag. Like y'all, like yeah. y'all niggas, like y'all ain't awkward. You new um, niggas in way, man. But um, <laughs> but nah. Um, so my five is uh, turn the lights on, man. Rico Love, you've heard okay. it on Beyonce Sweet Dreams. Turn the lights on. You heard it on Trey Song's Heart Attack. Turn the lights on. When you hear that, turn the lights on on Usher. That's actually Rico Love. He's actually yeah. a writer. He doesn't produce. He doesn't rap. He's a writer. But whatever song he writes, he wrote those songs I just said. You'll hear his tag. The artist will say his tag, and that's the dope thing about it. Beyonce said it. Trey said it. Usher said it. Turn the lights on. Like that's hard. Turn the lights on. So that's my five personal favorites. So 
What's your five, man? The oh, last man. one. Garvey, get him? No? Huh? Garvey, get him? <laughs> nah. <laughs> That's a good one, but nah. 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 Garvey. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm debating in my head. Where am I go? Where am I go? Where am I go? Where am I go? Just Blaze? Yeah, I'm going to go Just Blaze, man. I got to go Blaze, Just Blaze. Man. Joe Budden created that, I believe. Yeah, he did. At least that's his story. I haven't heard it from Blaze, so I'd have to hear it from Blaze, too. But Yeah, we only heard it from Button. But, uh, yeah, he, he created that, quote-unquote. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are respectable five, man. I definitely respect those. You know what the crazy thing is? We were talking about it earlier. A lot of the greats don't have tags. The Drays, yeah. the Timbos, the Premiers, like the Pharrell. They don't have tags. Like they, well, the Neptunes had the sound. Yeah, well, the Neptunes, but... So, like, I mean, Kanye, Jay, Jay kind of gave him the... Like that Neptune sound. Yeah, yeah Jay gave him that. Kanye had it, like Kanye West on the track. He used to say that a lot, but that was like once or twice. Like he didn't even have a tag. Like that was early. That was early, yeah. Yeah, he ain't had one. Pajam, remember them? Pajam, J Maul, right. we talked about them earlier. Right. Nah, they J Maul, Dark Child, um, Mustard on yeah, that beat. Yeah, the Dark Mo. Child Whisper is a is an honorable mention, definitely. Dark, yeah, he from Jersey too. I don't Shout know. Out. Uh, there, there's a complimentary Jersey uh, reference. But also, <laughs> he's from Jersey, yeah, man. And Just I mean, Blaze, Cardiac both from is Jersey. from Jersey. Just Blaze is from Jersey. So shout Zombie out to on the track, he from Jersey. Who? Zombie on the track. Oh, Mike, Mike Zombie. Zombie. Yo, forgot. Yup. Yeah, there's a lot of deuces. That's what I'm saying. I don't like to say too much, but it is what it is. Like, but nah, it's definitely a lot of dope producers with dope tags out there. Um, so, like I said, some of the greats don't have them. You know, it's just, and I don't. Honestly speaking, I had a tag before because I used to quote unquote. I got my air quotes. I used to produce. <laughs> no, I, I did used to produce. I, I I had I got a joint out there with Ife actually. She actually is a listener to the show. She was on a um natural hit episode. She submitted an email. I got a song with her on my SoundCloud. I can put it on the time like you want me to. But Word? I have my own Yeah, I got a song with her. It's on SoundCloud. I produced it all. It was like a Neo Soul type joint. That all was right. our best song we ever did. It wasn't the greatest beat, but I was so gl- glad that we actually had like a song. Like that was our Yo, first like Yeah, project. I gotta hear this. Send me the link. <laughs> I'm seeing the song. Like it's some Neo Soul joint. I sample something. It was hard. Not really, but but I had a tag, right? Shout out to the dude that made it. I forgot the guy, the producer. I forgot the dude name, but he made me a tag, and it was like like Tony Lee, like Tony Lee, but it just died down. It was so corny, but I thought I was that nigga. Like I put on all my songs, niggas sent it back, like yeah. Um, and shout out to, oh my bad. No, go ahead, you good. I was saying shout out to the Maybach music tag too. Oh yeah, Maybach music, Justice League. That Maybach music. I'm like, okay, you're doing it too much. Um, I'm trying to think. Is that? Oh, that's the one I forgot. Scott Storch. What is his again? Is that uh, Scott Storch? Like, I yeah, that's that. trash. Oh, huh? I like Jr. is better than that. J- it's J- on a, J- J- Jr. It's JR on a joint? bunch. Of, it's on a bunch of hot records, man. Yeah, I mean, that's mean. All right. What about uh, what old oh boy, the Runners? And we go by the runners. Oh yeah, the runners is hard, man. Yeah, yeah. I got, I gotta make a new tag, man. I just for the, the fun of, I make a producer tag. I might put Donald Duck up there. Oh, we got a tag. new tag. You forgot? Oh, we do have a new tag. <laughs> yeah, you this is our new tag. Right. You're gonna hear it right here. So yeah, that's the yeah. new tag. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got. Shout out to KG. You know what I mean? Um, and shout out to Eric us. Gordon for being a trash actor. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, that's our new tag. We're going to put that after every review that's bad and every, like, 
all the music review that's not good, that's like a drop for it. <laughs> nah, we ain't even gonna review it. If this is if if it's just a project we not touching, it's getting that. It's getting attacked. <laughs> it's getting that tag. But nah, man. Um, all you saints coming after us, listen, pray for us and just stay your distance. <laughs> but um, pray for my distance. Nah, but uh, yeah, man. That's I used to I used to, like I said I had my tags. Shout out to producers with tags, producers uh, without tags. And a very important thing about tagging, right? You have to put it at the right moment. Metro yeah. booming on Kanye's album. That's probably the greatest tag drop I've heard. That if Metro don't trust you, I'm going to. Beautiful morning, like that Kit Cuddy <laughs> on Kanye's "Father Stretch My Hands" Part One. Yeah, that placement on the tag was so precise, and like, like Sway, all his drops that Sway on the track, it came at the right time. But some producers be putting it like at the end or in the middle of the song, and you don't even recognize. Yeah, it. Like, your gotta, drop gotta be like within the first ten to fifteen seconds of a song. Exactly, it gotta you catch my attention. Yeah, like that beat, it gotta come in either like right before the beat. It gotta come in right before the beat drops, right? Yeah, you know, and I like when people switch it up. Like uh, mustard on Rihanna's "Needing Me," he had his mustard on the beat hole, but he chopped it. Like mustard on that, like they played with the tag, whatever, uh, and that's dope to me. You ain't yeah. here? No, I yeah. haven't really checked out that album like that. Oh, that Rihanna album is dope. I listened to that a couple album. joints, but I haven't listened to the whole thing. Nah, it's dope. It, it grew well with me. It grew on me. But um, okay. Mike Will made it. Mike Will made it. His is, you know, a lot of people like to use girl voices, uh, female voices. I, I don't get it. Uh, Mike, like, soft, sultry, sexy females, they like to use that for the producer tags. Um, or kids talking crazy. Ah, like, no jump button. <laughs> yeah, man. Like I said, I'm going to use Donald Duck. I'm going to make another Yo, tag. I'm is he, Donald I Duck. wonder if he's still using that. Because that's Esther's son. <laughs> nah, he's not. I doubt it. I haven't heard it on his. Uh, I'm going to check. I'm going to check. But any, outside of Garvey, any CHH tags? or? Um, well, we already did uh, the social club set with D. That, that's it. But um, I guess it's Garvey. Medina and Wick got one, no? I don't think so. Yeah, no, yeah, it's like. But yeah, man, um, I'm so, drawing a blank. I'm drawing yeah, a blank I, on that. Yeah, I don't know any others, but yeah, tags are very. Oh, and shout part. out to the the Christian hip hop flips of uh, King Kunta and. Uh, <laughs> nah, no, not my show. Nope. So next topic, no. <laughs> Donald Duck take over. <laughs> I've been listening to Donald Duck talk then like Yo No <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna He just talk. cussed me out in Donald Duck y'all I'm gonna talk in Donald Duck voice for the rest of the show So go ahead Alright um <laughs> So let's go to the next topic nah, what, seriously. You, what you been listening to man Yeah man um Lately honestly DMX Like I be all over the place sometimes I, I'm listening to a lot of X uh, Kendrick as usual An album uh, in particular or just like Kind of greatest hits. Oh, okay. Greatest cool. hits. Yeah, I'll i listen to what these uh blanks want the other day. <laughs> did you have a uh, <laughs> did you have on a shiny jean suit and uh sit on the uh, hood of your car? Um, no, but I did uh <laughs> rap name for name. It was Keisha, Larisha, Shauna, Juana. Like that part, classic. <laughs> That's a legendary part. Like yo, I think I Dmx. Can... Like if he did that now, he would have had a shirt. That would be a shirt, a merchandise shirt. Yeah, I can personally fill in those blanks in my own names and make my own version of that, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're married, so we can't do that for your side. Uh... Um, nah, seriously. Um, but yeah, a lot of X, um, Kendrick. And yeah, man, X and Kendrick. And Spaz. I mean, I listen to Spazzy. The I Was Been Loving You joint. That's well, all yeah, I, I, I definitely listened to that recently. Like, that dude that is a beast. That EP is dope, bro. Yeah, man. Like, 
that held that holds up really well. Like it's almost really a year well. old and it sounds fresh for now. Like great job by Sango and Spazzy. Shout out to them. Yeah, man. What else? Um, yeah, so for me, um, I definitely have been listening to Spazzy. I listened to that, and I have been listening to the Loner a little bit before that. Spazzy, um, nigga, man. Some records on that joint. Um, but I kind of been in like this two thousand five vortex of R and B. So I ended okay. up listening to Bobby Valentino's first album, which wow. was Fire, and Omarion's first album, which had a really strong start. Amari, I got some joints up there. Yeah. Amari, I got joints, period. He's like, even outside of his comment about the R&B record being the best collab. Yeah. Like, I don't he got, got no, some I'm, records. It's just, yeah, he, overstated, he overstated that a little bit. Um, yeah. Also, I was listening to Shame by Tyrese. So I kind of made this best of Tyrese playlist. But surprisingly, dope. it's Black a Rose. lot. I have that to check album. that whole album out still. I, I haven't really. But I, I remember having his first... Well, my mom had his first album. So that... Like, I've heard a lot of that. And so that joint just got some, some memories and some moments musically for me. So yeah. I've been checking that out. Um, I've been listening... to back, too. So that should help you out. You know? Word? Yeah, they, they, they got back, whatever. They, they settled Oh, up. Genuine fixed it? Um, <laughs> I guess he did. I don't know what happened. No one so, knows. But, um. Um, so that's that for the old school stuff. Um, and more recently... More more recent music. I've been listening to Justin Bieber's Journals album, which is fire. Mm, yeah, Bieber um, got some, yeah, he got work too. I've been listening to Show Baraka's Lions and Liars, his last album on Reach Records, which was fire. Never thoroughly listened to that. Thoroughly, never. Like what? only like, I heard singles, but I never. My cousin loves that album. Oh, Charles, come like, on, he, dog. You you nah, really gotta but, check it out. It's some live instrumentation. I think, I know, but uh, yeah, dog. I think that's his best work thus far. No. I, I like Talented Tiff. It was if Talented Tiff was mixed better and mastered better, I think it would have. Yeah, helped that's up. what Lions and Liars is. Okay. Um, a, a more yeah yeah. Um, yeah. Eshawn Burgundy, Pray, his new single. I've listened to that a lot too. Eshawn Burgundy, okay. that's and like then, my favorite CHH artist, whatever. Rapper, yeah yeah. He's been like Eshawn. Yeah, been, I know that. Yeah. And then the last thing that I've been listening to a lot of recently and. Uh, mainly because his album is coming up is Christian Grey's School of Roses. I've been listening yes, to it that, that a lot heavy. Classic. And That's his classic. new album comes out tomorrow because you're going to hear this on a Thursday. His new album comes out tomorrow, right? Tomorrow's the 11th? Tomorrow, no. Mark's or is it next week? Tomorrow's Oh, it's next week. Alright, scratch week, right? that. It's next week. But yeah, um, I've been listening to yeah. School of Roses. <laughs> yeah, we're definitely talking though. We're definitely talking about his new album. Like Absolutely. We'll be talking Christian Grey, things of the sort, man. But School of Roses, if y'all don't know what that is, do check it out. Christian Grey, um, he signs the he signed the uh, Kirk label, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Really dope album from front to back, like really sonically, yeah, content wise, like really like, really good. And some of these records just still sound so fresh, like Super Dave. Yeah. Freaking easy to love. Wanna Lady Grey, all that, yeah. like all of it, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. Hello or goodbye, yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, man, I'm looking forward to that album and uh, any Definitely. other projects coming out. You know that you're looking forward to, um, like around this time, not like this year. I know Drake is dropping this year. Speaking of Drake, he dropped a new artist called Division on OVO Sound on really? OVO on his label called Division D V S N. Just the initials, whatever. I don't know okay. who they are, or a group or whatever, but they're a new 
actually signed. So, oh, yeah. convenient, dog. We forgot about convenient. <laughs> yeah, we're going to end this podcast here. That, yeah. <laughs> that record. Uh, all right. Yeah. Um, um, Elzai, uh, is a rapper from Detroit, uh, believe formerly a slum village. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I, I like some of the things that I've heard from him, so I'm kind of looking forward to his album, which is coming okay. out, I think, in the next month or so. Um, I think that's the only other thing coming out soon that I know about right now, other yeah, than sh- Christian Gray. Yeah, shout out to Top Dog. He said he's dropping something this week from one of his artists on his label. Some people say this might be the Untitled Kendrick Project. Some people saying it might be some Scissor. You know, so shout out to Top Dog. He's dropping something this week from TDE. How you just care? Went, is it Isaiah Rashad? Maybe. Maybe I haven't been keeping up with him either, so I don't even know. Like, because I mean, Schoolboy, J. Rock, Absol, and Kendrick have all dropped at least one. So SZA and Isaiah are the only ones that haven't dropped anything, right? Yeah, it gotta be this. Unless he gonna keep milking his Kendrick train while it's hot and drop <laughs> the untitles, you know? So, yeah. Cause yeah, that's another thing. But yeah, man. Um, we appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all for listening this week. Um. Get better. Get hit us up on the Twitter site. You know what I mean? On that Twitter handle. Um, like Definitely. I said, you never know who's tweeting from it. It's and two two tones. The number two, the word two, T O N E S. This T, the number two, T W O T O N E S. You can also hit us up on Instagram at Two Tones Podcast, all one word. Uh, you yeah. can tweet us, Tony Lee underscore, or me, Tony mm-hmm. Timberlake three. Uh, yeah, yeah, man. And- Follow us on our Instagram. I know a lot of y'all don't want to follow extra people because your follow count is low. You don't want to seem like... Oh, I get that. Listen, but follow the Instagram account. We're going to start posting more up there. We got some uh, pictures from the wedding and all that, like the together pictures, not the actual... <laughs> now, now, I mean, we got certain pictures we never showed to the public. We're going to post certain pictures on the Instagram account, but you can only see if you're on Instagram unless someone shares the link, and that'd be weird. But do that, man. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on a Twitter account. I see a lot of y'all all following us, and we got a lot of new followers. Um, check us and out, we, man. And we appreciate you guys. And we definitely appreciate all the family, man. And um, we thank you for the iTunes review. Shout out to Kayla. Shout out yep. to Erica. Shout out to Sweet. Shout yep, out to yep, Riri yep. fan. I think that was spam. I think God said that to humble us. I don't think that was anybody. <laughs> he just, we got fake happy for a moment. I think that was a made up account. But shout out to those accounts that reviewed. Please hit us on iTunes, review, rate, subscribe, tell a friend about us. They may not like our podcast. They may like our podcast. Some of you don't even like us. You're listening to hear something you don't want to hear. Some of you love us, but we do appreciate everybody. Um... Like I said, interact with us about this episode, what you like about the episode, what you didn't like about the episode. Y'all gonna do it anyway. So um we appreciate y'all, man. Another episode of Two Tones. I'm Tony, this is Donald Duck. That's Tony. <laughs> and it's your brother, your friend. I can't even do Kirk right now. Yeah. I yeah. wasn't I wasn't even ready. But when you did you know, Donald, I was like, I gotta do Kirk. But I I can't do it right now. I gotta yeah. be I gotta have my head right. My mind. Yeah, Kirk be right. is busy. Yeah, he's busy in discipling Kanye anyway, so we don't wanna work that. Uh, let him do his thing, man. So um we out and peace. Peace. <laughs>